When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Please have a seat. I am, among other things, your host, Stephen Colbert, and I think... I speak for all of us in here, out there, watching everyone in the theater when we say our hearts go out to the people of Florida right now. If you're looking for something you can do right away, you could go to The Late Show's Twitter page, and at the top, we have pinned a list of charities that are standing by right now, ready to help. And they need help because Hurricane Ian has ravaged the state. In the last 24 hours, Florida's been hit with unprecedented winds and rainfall, massive flooding, and at one botanical garden in St. Petersburg, a group of flamingos had a hurricane party in the bathroom. Really? They all just went to the bathroom at the same time? Those flamingos are clearly doing coke in there. Florida. Come on. In the wake of the storm, some Floridians are finding catfish in their front yards. And to make matters worse, they were nowhere near as hot as their profile picture. <laughs> Un... There you go. Make up. Gotta make up for it. Unprecedented storms call for unprecedented storm coverage. And before I show you this clip of the Weather Channel's Jim Cantori, I want to assure you Jim Cantore is fine. I hardly see anything out here. Uh, a couple pieces of debris look like some some housing, uh, styrofoam and things like that that are like underneath the roofing, maybe in the roof. It just came flying by. All right, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm just going to come in here for a second. I hope you're all right, Jim, because uh, we're going to keep you out there for a while. This footage is absolutely awesome. Next time a branch flies by, is there any chance it could hit you in the nuts? Because just this is golden tape, buddy. Golden tape. One Florida reporter took a particularly unique approach to protecting her electronic equipment when she wrapped her microphone in a condom. Which prompted some viewers to complain, come on, a condom on a microphone is like watching the news and it's a raincoat on. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna feel the disaster. <laughs> the reporter, that is, sure. <laughs> reporter explained her creative tech. A lot of people are asking, what is on my microphone? It is what you think it is, it's a condom. To which lying virgins responded, Oh, yeah, duh, I know what it is, and I know how to use it. It's for sexing, which I have done. On the count of three, let's both say what sex feels like. One, two, three. Powdery? Powdery? 
<laughs> Moving over to politics, uh, the midterms are right around the corner, and one candidate not doing so well is Pennsylvania Republican nominee and... <laughs> and egg with dentures, Doug Mastriano. <laughs> Mastriano is struggling in the polls, in part because, according to political scientists, he sucks. <laughs> Among other things... Among... Among the ways that he sucks, he attended the January 6th riot, has a long-standing association with Christian nationalist ideas, proposed charging women who violate an abortion ban with murder, is connected to a social media site run by a notorious anti-Semite, and was photographed wearing a Confederate uniform. Because, historically, nothing projects winner like a Confederate soldier in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Four score, seven years ago. Mastriano's popularity was never great. Now it's tanking. Case in point, this weekend, he held what he promised would be a big rally, but ended up looking like this. <laughs> Ouch! Not a great sign when your rally has more stares than people. He's also been wildly outraised by millions of dollars, and he seems to be getting desperate because yesterday on Facebook, his campaign shared this picture declaring 40 days of fasting and prayer. Now, it might be because he's looking for a miracle. It might be because he can't afford food. <laughs> Until I am elected governor, I will not eat or pay my rent. <laughs> of course, by fasting for 40 days, Mastriano is following in the footsteps of Jesus, which makes sense because... Jesus was also never governor of Pennsylvania. <laughs> One. <laughs> Gotta wait. Any moment. Any moment. Any moment. Ready. Ready. <laughs> One interesting wrinkle it's unclear who Mastriano expects to start fasting on Thursday. I hope he doesn't mean all of his supporters. That would be starvation for tens of people. <laughs> Speaking of crazy right-wingers, there's a new ad from Georgia representative and... and hold for booing Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> Greene just dropped a pretty strange re-election commercial. Man, Thor Love and Thunder looks awful. It got even weirder when she opened her mouth. We've got skyrocketing inflation, high diesel fuel, and Democrats' America last policies. Democrats aren't the only one destroying farmers' ability to put food on the table. We've got wild hogs destroying farmers' fields. So we decided to go hog hunting. To clarify her argument, Democrats are hurting farmers, so she's going to own the libs by shooting feral pigs from a helicopter. <laughs> this ad is like reading a Mad Lib filled out by somebody on bath salts. <laughs> Democrats are gutting your rights, and you know what we're going to gut? Fish. Register today to win a chance to help me machine gun socialist trout. <laughs> it may seem... From a helicopter. It may seem like Green's just looking for any excuse to kill stuff. 
But it's all part of a rich tradition of American politics. Who can forget Ronald Reagan's classic campaign ad? It's morning again in America. Let's throw a grenade in a petting zoo. Sheba coming! I'm Ronald Reagan, and I approve this message. <laughs> we have an update. Come on, Ronnie! The Gipper. <laughs> true story, that's true. We have an update on another Southern grifter. I'm talking about former NFL quarterback Brett Favre. Seen here trying to remember the password to his shoelaces. <laughs> In May, the state of Mississippi sued Favre for funding a volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi by allegedly working to divert funds from the state's welfare program. Wow. Turns out every picture of Brett Favre is a dick pic. <laughs> In addition... It's an old reference, but it still works. Still works. Holds up. In addition... In addition to misdirecting funds, the state of Mississippi also paid Favre $1.1 million to make motivational speeches. Then Favre never gave the speeches. Imagine paying a million dollars for a Brett Favre speech. Ha, me get hit real hard, head hurt, steal money. I'm Bet Farn. Thank you. Touchdown! <laughs> after months, after months of investigation, it looks like this is starting to catch up with Mr. Favre. On Sunday, it was announced that his serious XM show has been placed on hold over the allegations. Wait a second. No, wait a second. No, Brett Favre on XM radio? Now, how will I listen to him while renting a Toyota Corolla or similar? <laughs> In other news of sport, last night, Yankee outfielder Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run, tying the American League record. Now, it's tying the American League record. It would, it would tie the record for all of baseball, but about 20 years ago, a bunch of guys broke the record after taking so many steroids, their heads wouldn't fit in the overhead compartment of an airplane. <laughs> but anyway, Aaron Judge did it clean. And let's check out his moment of glory from last night. And the 3-2. Joe deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, two things about that. One, wow. Two, eagle-eyed viewers might notice that a fan nearly caught that ball. And it would be malpractice as a late-night host if I did not mention that the man who missed that catch was named Frankie Lasagna. <laughs> Hey, it's Frankie Lasagna. It's Francis. It's Francis Lasagna. My friends call me Frankie. <laughs> Which is either the best name I've ever heard or the worst alias in the history of the mob. Hey, I'm Frankie Lasagna. These are my associates, Mikey Pizza, Sal Calzone, and his cousin, Bobby Unlimited Breadsticks. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, George Clooney. 
calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week, we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by, from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods, too, by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody! So, whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go! Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you know my guest tonight is a two-time Academy Award-winning actor and philanthropist. Please welcome back to The Late Show, George Clooney. Hey. Hey, guys. Nice to see you again. Good Thank you for you. being here, George Clooney. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we've had a chance to talk again in the last seven years. We talked over Zoom during, during, during COVID. Yeah. That um, really, but that's here's, fun. this is the first time. All those Zoom calls are very intimate. Oh, they are. They're so close. It's just, a, just a late night jam session. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you uh, were my first guest I on the was. very first show. This is your first time back in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. So, uh, what have you been up to? You know, yeah, just taking it easy. Just kicking back. Just like the rest of America. Sure, yeah, just laying back. Earlier this week, yes. uh, you and your lovely wife, mm-hmm. Amal. Yes. How is she, how is she doing? Amal Clooney. <laughs> celebrated your anniversary? Yes. Did you have a big party or anything like that? Did you have a- no, we just went out to dinner. It's, okay. you know, you don't need a big party all the time. All right. Tonight, though, we're gonna have a big party. Yes. How many uh, years? How many years? Eight years. Oh, lovely. Come on. Eight years. Sure, Come on. Nicely done. Uh, yeah. How many years for you now? Uh, 29. 29 years. <laughs> Whatever. You'll get there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I might not. <laughs> I'll get there like, hey, 29 years. <laughs> what do you get? What do you get, uh, one of Time's uh, Women of the Year? There you oh, go. that's uh, nice, huh? <laughs> you know... You know what I realize about that is like, because now at my age, I'm like on Field and Stream, you know, AARP Field sure. and Stream. Inside Pickleball magazine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you get her something, you get her something nice? I did. I got her something nice. I'm not going to tell you what it is, though, but I got her something that nice. That must be really nice then. <laughs> well, it's not a house or anything like that. Okay. You know, I just got her. You got a nice got house. Yeah. I've You've been, been to there. Your, I've been to yeah. your house. That was a fun night. Lake Coma, that was. I got uh, way drunker than I yeah. intended. That's my job. Uh, remember, and, and Sasha and Isla were there, and they showed up in Lederhosen. Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher and, showed uh, up there. And, in Lederhosen, yes. and she was in Durndles and everything, and, and they were tanked. tanked. But the, the funny part about that, too, is that's that joke that, you know, you show up and that's funny. Right. But then there's a whole night you gotta wear that outfit. Yes. That's but not they look fun. Per- they look pretty good. Well, they're Lederhosen. very handsome very couple. Good. Yeah, exactly. Um, now... What were we talking about? I don't know. What? You're, so, you're drunk. I think we left it at that. We <laughs> <laughs> My, you have twins. 
what, what, are the, what are the twins' name? Ella and Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. How old now? They are five now, which mm. is a beautiful disaster. Age. Well, disaster. <laughs> I've said it many times. Children, they're small but relentless opponents. <laughs> it's crazy. Are they? Do, do they have a sense of who mom and dad are? No, none at all. Yeah, we've we've really kind of sheltered them from that, and oh, I'm good. terrified of what that's gonna. I, I you know, I, my son, his favorite character is Batman. And I, Does he know? And I told him, and he, I said, you know, it was Batman. He's like, eh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, if you knew how right you were. <laughs> exactly. I, Less the Dark Knight, more the Gray Knight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've tried to destroy that franchise, but um, <laughs> I almost did. Nipples and all. Oh, no, the nipples, nipples and all. And the exactly. cod piece, the whole thing was good. That was a good look. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they're, but they're, you know, they don't quite get any of that yet, which is nice, quite mm -hmm. honestly. And they're just... What they, are they into? What's new with them? Well, my son is playing chess, which is pretty great. Oh. Yeah, right. he's good at can he beat? Can he beat you? I can't play chess. What, are you crazy? <laughs> you can't play chess? No, I don't know how to play chess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I play chess. And yes, he can, you know, he can't beat me. I let him win. Yeah. <laughs> just remember this move. If he's beating you, this is yeah. one move you need to do, okay? Yeah, okay. Just look at the board and go... Oh, oh, yeah. that's it. What did you just do to my wife? What? <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. Apologize, please. I mean, you know, in some states you go right to jail for that move. That's right. Yeah, that's for so, sure. So uh, you have a new movie that everybody's pretty excited about. It's <laughs> you and Julia Roberts. Yes. And it's. Uh, Ticket to Paradise. Sure. And it looks like a classic rom-com, which I think everybody wants right now. Yeah, well... A little escape. It's a, Yeah, it seemed like a, a, a nice escape for us. And it was fun for us to go shoot it. Uh, Julia's a good friend. How many movies have you done together? Uh, five or six, I think. Yeah. Is it more fun with somebody you've done a lot with? Or sure. is, as a movie is a movie? No, it's more fun to do it. I mean, we went to, we went to Australia uh, and this place called... The, somebody from Australia? Woo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> or you just like to say woo. Uh, yeah, I went to Poughkeepsie. Yes. Woo! There are, there are, there are some Australians. Oh, there are. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and we went to, uh, and we we were out on an island with uh, this place is called the Hamilton Islands with uh, with my wife and kids and Julia living in the house down below. Sure. And at some point that gets a little annoying because she's not there with her family. She comes up, you know, every morning, and then we have to like. Bring her food and you know drive her around. And at some point, sounds you like you don't like her. No, I don't. At some point, it's like Julia Roberts, leave me alone. <laughs> you know, you get that so a lot. many men have that problem. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> Julia, please, Stop I get it. it. Please. <laughs> we have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more George Clooney. Everybody, <laughs> stick around. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. It's George Clooney, that one. Speaking of friends, yes, uh, your friend uh, Brad Pitt, your best friend. Oh, Pretty Boy Pitt, you're talking pretty about? Pretty Boy Pitt, yeah. exactly. We actually have a clip of, of Mr. Pitt. 
as well, I call him, not being his best friend. Yeah. Mr. Pitt. And let's, this, this burned up the internet recently. Can you show this, please, Jim? Who are the most handsome men in the world, past and present? If I was going to name someone present, well, I got to name that George Clooney. Because why not? Because usually I'm always taking him out, and he's always taking me out. And this time, I'm going to go the other way, just this once. Well, I'm not sure about that. Let's, just, know, let's assume for a moment that he is correct. Well, you are one of those handsome men. Do you have anything to say about him? Well, I do have some things to say about him. Um, and it will include the word <laughs> in it, apparently. <laughs> since he used that about me. Sure, yeah. Um, and I would say that I, too, think that I am the most handsome man in the... <laughs> That's so nice of you to agree. No, so I will say this. with your friend. I will say that uh, uh, I think his first answer was himself. And then somebody said, let's do that again. Don't say yourself. <laughs> you know. But he is a good friend, and he's, uh, uh, and we're, he and I are about to do a movie together. Yeah, you're doing a uh, film with Apple. Yeah. And uh, did you both take pay cuts, mm -hmm. I understood, so that this would be released in theaters? Sure. Why yeah. is it important for you? Because everybody loves, you know, the... Uh, Netflix and chill or sure. whatever. Kick back. Whoever, kick back, you know, at home. Sure. Uh, why is it important for you to be up on the, uh, on the Big Silver, as we say? That's actually my nickname, Big Silver. <laughs> when you were a stripper. Yes. Were... Boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, silver. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we did a Zoom show. Yeah, it's, yeah, sure. It's not fun. I mean, you, you know, there's I nothing... I had fun, George. <laughs> this is a tough way for me to find this... out that it was no fun for you. I had a really good time. In fact, you were in England. Yes, I was. Yes. And I was naked from the waist down the whole time. That's no, why it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, it's just not the same as having all of you guys here. <laughs> so it's that collective experience you want everybody to feel. Well, I mean, there are certain movies in particular, uh, mm -hmm. horror films, comedies, that really are best with a crowd, with a group of people. It's sure. not, you know, when you watch it at home, you're like, eh. <laughs> you know? That's how I watch comedies now. Eh. <laughs> and then I, you know, put some clothes on. And... Sure. <laughs> you, uh, we, had, uh, we had Ethan Hawke on uh, mm. not that long ago. Yeah. And he has done uh, a documentary uh, about, um, well, Paul Newman was going to do a biography of his life. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, Paul Newman said... Ah, I'm tired of me. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want to, like... He burned the tapes. He taped all of these conversations. And then he decided not to do it. He burned the tapes. But... These were all people who he'd worked with over the years sure. to sort of tell his life story and, through the and work Joanne's, that he had done. And Joanne's yeah. and their marriage and their story. And then he... But somebody transcribed them. So Ethan got a bunch of actors together to, to sort of be the voice of those guys. And you're Paul Newman. You do the voice of Paul Newman. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> that doesn't really work out so well for me. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to do. Well, but... not everybody agrees. I'm curious mm. whether... Did you, I, did you ever work with him? No, we were going to do a film. Uh, there's actually a really well-known film uh, called The Notebook. Do you guys know that? Some of you guys... Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. James Garner and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, exactly. Go. And we were going to do it and play... And literally, we were in talks for a long time for it, and we would meet, and it was... He was really fun, you know, he's a fun guy. And then at one point, I, I think I went home and I was watching Cool Hand Luke or one of those great Paul Newman films. And I'm watching it, and I'm the age at that point that he was in Cool Hand Luke. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't look like Paul Newman. <laughs> <laughs> and Well, he's got blue eyes. Yeah, that that's weird. a problem. And everything about it was like, suddenly you just go, everybody knows what Paul Newman looked like at that age. And 
you know, oh, you have a card of that too? No, this is this is when is this? Oh, uh, that was for one of his charity events. He was just deeply funny and did really rotten things to people. And it was really fun to like be. Like pranks and that sort of thing? Oh my God, he did pranks. I did a, I had a movie that really tanked and I directed it and it was a huge bomb. And he had been driving in his race car and he crashed it. And he got like a, a, the entire crash car superimposed with the poster of my movie <laughs> and sent it to me. <laughs> That's nice. Oh. That's what a friend does. Yeah, he's That's a good friend. A friend does. Yeah. We're going to take a little bit of a break here, but ladies and gentlemen, it's George Clooney. He'll be here when you come back, so please do. Hey, everybody, look, it's George Clooney once again. Now, you, you have something in common with Paul Newman, and that is your philanthropy. You. Yeah, well, I, he, I, there, there's some of these guys uh, in our career, in your and my career, over the history of our lives, that really, truly led the way in a lot of ways. And I think Paul and I think of Gregory Peck in that, in that sense, too. But, yeah, Paul really, he set the standard for, uh, for actors, I think, who sort of uh, want to do something besides focus on themselves, mm -hmm. which is, you know... I mean, let's face it, that's kind of what you do for a living, and sure. it's really nice to... Well, we are fascinating, George. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Yeah, really exactly. Do, right? And if you ever want to voice me in the biography about my life, you're perfectly sure. welcome to do it. Okay, yeah, I will. I'll just do that. tint the hair a little bit. Yes. But you, but you have... <laughs> just won't be believable. Oh, oh okay. It won't be believable okay. for you to be playing okay. someone as young as I am. Oh, the... Wow. Now, okay. I'll be back in another seven years. <laughs> Good, good, good. <laughs> now, uh, what is the Clooney Foundation for Justice, speaking of philanthropy? Well, my wife and I started a foundation. You know, um, oftentimes, a lot of governments uh, have found ways around uh, doing a lot of injustice through the court systems. Instead of just doing it straight up, they can jail journalists and say, well, we put them through the court system, and the courts found them guilty. Right. And what the reality is, is the the... The judge and the prosecutor are oftentimes the same person, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of manipulation about that. And so, uh, Amal and I've been—we uh, have a foundation that we give uh, uh, relief through uh, lawyers and all that, and we monitor trials. We're monitoring trials in about 40 different countries, and we're trying to—you know—we're trying to put a light on stuff that gets—you know—when it's dark, you get away with a lot, and we have a lot of. Uh, uh, people that we really care about, and particularly journalists, uh, who are really having a tough time out there right now. And so we feel like it's a good time to shine a light on that stuff. Well, tonight is your foundation's... <laughs> tonight is your foundation's inaugural Albie Awards. Yeah. What are the Albie Awards, and who's getting it? Well, we're giving awards out to, uh, for instance, uh, there's a, a, a wonderful um, journalist named Maria Ressa from the Philippines. You guys know her, yeah. She's as brave as you get, you know. She's, uh, she, she runs a, a website called Rappler, and, she, uh, and basically she's standing up for telling the truth in the Philippines when the government oftentimes is complicated, mm -hmm. obviously. And she's been charged and, uh, and tried and is now, a, you know, she's, she's facing 85 years in jail. And she's here. She'll be here tonight. And she's going back, which I wouldn't do, quite honestly. I would say, well, you know, New York's nice. 
And, uh, and she believes that she's carrying uh, the burden of, of journalism on her shoulders, and she believes that she needs to go home. And I'm uh, worried about her. Uh, and she was a Moll's client as well. She won a Nobel Prize, you know. And she's amazing. And so we have uh, 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 several other people. It's based on, uh, we're calling it the Albie Awards because uh, Albie Sachs, who was this incredible um, uh, lawyer, and he was... Uh, he worked with Mandela, went to jail, and fought. he wrote the original constitution for the new South Africa. He was blown up in a car bomb and lost his arm. And uh, he's a real, you know, he's a real hero in the world. And so we're giving him a Lifetime Achievement Award. We've named it after him. And, uh, and so it's going to be fun. We have Michelle Obama and, uh, you know, just Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts. Just, just people. people. Just a few people. Just people. Just the pals. Just nothing, really. And, uh, and Bruce and Patty are going to sing. Aloe Black. George, thanks for being here. Nice to see you again. George Clooney, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 1135, 1035 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd. Exclusively on Paramount+.